Are you okay? Yeah, let's, right. let's yeah, I'm do fine. A, let's <laughs> do a show. Oh my god! Well, wait a minute, I'm actually playing this. Okay, hold on a second here. Do you want? Should we do a show? Let's try it. Jamie, I mean, do you want to do a show? I wouldn't mind. Do you need to intro me? I guess Can I not. Just be the guy who's in the room. Not anymore. Uh, I think you just became the guy in the room. Mm. So let me hold on. I'm struggling with tech support. Yeah, here. this is really. Why is it well, your producer? He's not doing anything. No, I'm, I'm trying. The producer's there the cat. Is. The cat's not even here. Yeah, the cat. I can't. Cause I want to keep the window. The door. Oh, I'm allergic to cats. Cool, man. That's, uh, we can expect get... more great stories like this from our guest, Jamie Kaler. Welcome to uh, Hollywood Anonymous. I am Brian Irwin. And I'm John Huck. And this is Boo, my cat. I'd like to introduce him to uh, Jamie. Hey. Now, Boo, if you want to <laughs> you get just your claws the out. across yeah. the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I said I'm allergic. He's scratching me. So I hop in as we were getting ready for the show. Like showering and rubbing oil on each other. Like getting ready. Uh, by the way, Jamie, uh, for those of you who are familiar with uh, Jamie Kaler, he was on the last episode. With Peter Sprite, he was. Oh the, yeah, he was yeah, the he bathroom was guy. We actually he was here last the, week. I didn't I forgot <laughs> to acknowledge this. Um, you could hear the toilet flushing while Peter was talking. I could have sworn you could have heard me pee. No, couldn't hear that. Heard the toilet flushing, and then this door yeah. is just a piece of shit. So when you open it, it just like sounds like you're just ripping through I, a wall, like like Lou Ferrigno in a bad Hulk episode, you know. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I was better on last week's episode than I'm going to be today. <laughs> probably, probably, probably got more laughs, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. That's not what this is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's not Just about entertaining people or anything. I will tell you, and I can't remember if we touched on this. I'm just going to turn that off because thank God. So that's a um, shame. Notice I, in the last two weeks, that's I haven't, a shame. Thank I have, God. Those are the two things that we got from the intro song. That's great. I haven't missed. Uh, I haven't. I, I haven't mentioned it though. You notice that. Yeah, I'm proud of you. You're, you're yeah. getting all big boy on us. Yeah. Um, so I heard you guys kind of briefly talking where, Jamie, I think you said something like, oh, Huck, I saw you in a commercial. And, and it was. It was a Time Warner commercial. And the only reason why I'm bringing this up, if, I don't know if I brought this up on the show or not yet. So a couple, of, I said about a month ago, I had to um, get a new Time Warner cable modem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, sure. So you called John Huck, who's at yeah, the commercial. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, John, <laughs> said, hey, you know, John, John, you, you know, know how hey, to fix this, right? Can you bring over some of your Time Warner equipment they've paid you with and maybe fix this shit? Historically, and I don't know if I've ever told you this story, Jamie, well, I, I'll just touch on it now, but uh, there were obviously my neighbor who lost her mind across the street used to think John lived with her because she saw him on an episode of Punk, which made no sense because she was 80. Yeah. But she thought John lived in the basement and played a Vuvuzuela. So, you know, listen. this Lived is in the funny. attic and showered when yeah, she wasn't And showered. Like, he was a whistler, a Vuvuzuela. I haven't um, heard Vuvuzuela since the last World Cup. Well, That's exactly <laughs> the last time they were used or a thing that everyone ever talked about them. Yeah. last time John ever played one next Um. So uh, I so I it breaks. I have to take it in, and so mm. they've you know Time Warner, which is kind of cool. They open up these little stores all over the place. So down sure. the street, there's a store, and I'm at the service counter, uh, getting my new uh, modem. And John comes on the TV behind him because they're either playing a Dodgers game or they're playing their own commercials. And I start laughing, and the woman goes, "Well, what are you laughing about?" I go, "I uh, I know that guy. He's he's one of my best friends." And I and you know you figure you say that. In L.A., sounds like, sounds like you're bragging. Yeah, me. exactly. It, <laughs> it, and, and, and you're bragging about John Huck in a commercial. With the dude in that ad, yeah. everyone's like, "Who Not gives like a Clooney or Ryan Gosling?" Right. Like, so you would expect guy. you would expect the attitude to be like, uh, yeah. "Who cares? Yeah, who the fuck cares?" And she lost her. They mind. all did. They're like, "What?" Everyone stops serving, servicing everyone. <laughs> They're like, "That, that guy with the red beard, you know that guy?" And now I'm I'm disarmed because I'm like, "Wait, what? Yeah, what? Wait a minute. This is a throwaway line here, everybody. This is total throwaway. Let's not make a big deal out of this." I was flirting with this girl. And then they're like, no, seriously, do you know him? 
And I make a joke. I go, yeah, I know him real well. He's always on this side of town. They're like, he's always on this side of town. I'm like, and then I go, I mean, I can. Do you want me to ask him if he wants to stop by sometime? Like, I, and they're like, yeah, yeah. And I, I have yet to actually take him down. Yeah. Now I don't this, by the way, this is in Hollywood, Cal. This is in Omaha. No, that's what right, I'm saying. This right. is why You're I'm like in by the this. middle of Hollywood, and they're shocked. That you know someone who's yes. in a commercial. So then, well, we're not really in the middle of Hollywood. I feel like they were fucking with no. you. No. So while this com- then, so while this is going on, Can this commercial ends. Uh, yes. So while yes, this so commercial ends, another one comes on, and Hayes Hargrove. Do you know Hayes? Yes. Yes. He's on this one. And I go. Yeah, we you both did Time be. Warner spots at the same yeah. time. They're both actually running. And yeah. I look at this and I go, I know you guys are. At this <laughs> you guys are going to think I'm lying, but I know, I know that, that guy too. And they're like, oh my god, and like. They're, now Your service is free. To... It's on us, sir. It's on us. I don't know who you are, but man, wow! It just when's it... the last time you watched a commercial and didn't know somebody? Well, but that was yeah, just. A I swear weird. to God, Johnny, rare, don't you? That's I got, a rare. Yeah. And even when I don't, I'm like, I must know that guy. I, that guy looks I, if, familiar. If he, if he looks, and if he's got a beard or anything, I'm like, I'm sure I've been in a room with him. Yeah. Well, if it's not that, imagine me all those years having worked at the Herald Examiner and everybody who's rolled every through there, films there, every movie that was shot, and there, and yeah. and for a while because yeah. I'm a huge football fan mm-hmm. there was those DraftKings.com commercials oh that played oh my god constantly 10 seconds that was the... so it was non-stop it's literally all i ever saw was my building or somebody i knew on television oh those were but shot of, there yeah but oh, part yeah. of that's kind of like you know i mean it's kind of cool listen I, I i felt like that was kind of a cool moment i mean did i get a deal absolutely did it have anything to do with john or hayes absolutely not but there was like a moment of like bonding where I'm not even. I, I'm gonna. I want to say this because I thought it was customer service has gone so far down the fucking toilet in this world yeah. that I actually acknowledge a fact where they, it became like a even as much as we laugh about that, it cre- it became like a communal moment where like the, you imagine the average person that comes into this place they are fucking mad at them. This is broken. Fix it. Them. I had to pay too they're much for it. Fuck you. You're stupid. And me and these people, we're bonding over. Yeah, it's silly. Amazing acting. We're ha- <laughs> Here's how I know that customer service. So John's actually going to come horrible. in and do it. He'll, he'll do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reenact should, the commercial. You should film it. I. Uh, here's how I know customer service is horrible. Because years ago, I had a box. What it was Time Warner or something yeah. from Santa Monica, and then I moved to the Valley. And when I they you have to drop the box off. So I took it to the place to drop it off, and I went to give it to the woman. They're all encased in bulletproof glass. Yes, that's crazy. And when I go, you see that. I go. There's, there's no money here, right? No, you can't pay in cash. I go. So you're not afraid of being robbed. You're, you're just afraid, afraid of being shot. Of shot because people are so angry with you. your service. And she's like, yeah, yeah, people would kill us all. Yeah, that's how bad your customer. I'm, su- I'm surprised. Is, is not- it the customer service or people just? I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Let, well, that's not how the, totally. That's how the meeting went. Hey guys, you know we could all just be nicer to our customers and and give a maybe a better product. Um, hey, but how about if we just put up bulletproof glass? Yeah, yeah. let's go with that. <laughs> then we don't have easier. to change our attitudes. I don't have to realign my focus yeah. at work. I can still be annoying. Show up late. I can be uh, a dick. But, but that's I got why, bulletproof glass. That's how you know the DMV. Those fuckers are tough because they don't have bulletproof glass, and that's the one place that should. And Here's the thing. Like, How has there not been a like there was schools, great. malls, no DMV shootings. No. Why? No DMV, no White Castle. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think about that. You actually you got me to shoot pause. up places. <laughs> what would be the place? Like po- they used to say, go postal because you would shoot the post office because, because that was the, the work that never thing. ends. The right. postal people like it just never ends. The mail never stops. It's just always coming. They're never nice either. Any post. Do my dad wanted to pipe bomb the post office in Warmville, Illinois? He was like, I will fucking burn that place to the ground every time he went there. Go postal is actually in the vernacular because people were like, yeah, no, yeah, no, they had it coming. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, those people had it. Who else has it coming? Brian? I don't know, but I want to go back to the good, uh, the good customer service. Do we not beat the fucking story up already? No, that I'm saying I want, no, no, I want to, no, no, I want to go back to the good customer service. So oh, okay. I, I try to acknowledge when people yeah. actually are, because I don't think that that's not human nature is to acknowledge when you do something good. It's to only point out the yep. bad. You usually lean more towards the fuck you. Oh, especially versus, from Boston. Always do thank you, go angry. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying I've had, a, I've had it really good recently where like all the customer service I've gotten, and listen, say what you want about Starbucks, but I've never had a bad customer good. service. I hate Starbucks. It's fine. I've never had I a like bad customer service situation there because I think that they believe whatever, whatever top down there are some places that focus on customer service, and I like that. I like the fact that there are places you can still go, and they give a shit. Every time I go into a CVS, which is not that often, but I'm telling you, every time I go in, that person that's at the front's like, "Hey, how you doing today? Good to see you. Thanks for coming in today." Yeah. And I was like, it, it disarms. My me. banks like that now. Wells Fargo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I go, a greeter. Does it, does the one it not disarm? Is like, hey, how you doing? What do you yeah. need? I'm like, uh, does I it not disarm right you though? Yeah. Does it not disarm you? It you're did like, the first time, but now I'm like, like, oh, cool. I'll just why, ask this why, lady. Why are you so fucking happy? Right? Like you immediately you become distrustful because we got so used to. I do have a problem with the banks. Is sometimes it's so friendly. That they comment on your checks. Wow, someone had a good week. Oh no, I've never had. I don't that. like that. And I don't like. You've the gro- never had that. No, I don't I've like never the gro- had that. Have I don't you like had the a good week? Store. I tried to. No, have I haven't. Week? I tried That's to be funny, dude. One day I got baked. I thought it would be hilarious to take a ten cent residual check. I cashed. Uh, I just cashed one yesterday, like eighty two ca- cents. I cash them all the time. Now I do it in an ATM. <laughs> but I used to. I walked into the bank one day like this will be hilarious. I got up to the window and he goes, "Can I help you?" I go, "I go. I'd like to cash this." And like, and I made like a real serious like. Uh, and I'd like two dimes or whatever I said. And he was like, okay, great. I'll be right back, Mr. Huck. <laughs> and I was like, he didn't crack a smile. He, I go, um, I just he waited. Because you were fucking with him, dude. That's why. I, I just thought it was kind of, what does he have to do? It's open a drawer. Give me two fucking dimes. It's like, what the? Now, he's probably got some people. Because I've seen crazy people in there being like, no, they. I'm supposed to. There's supposed to be money in that account. Oh, well, yeah. There's always going to be like, let me call them. Let me call Here's them. Here's the other thing. Anytime you take money out. I try to type it into the thing, and they go, hey, how much do you need? And I go, I don't want to yell that I'm taking $2,000 out of the bank yeah, yeah. <laughs> through the window. So yeah. is there a way we could take the bulletproof glass down? But you can actually talk close to that window. You can talk just like this. You, you have to go down to the little drawer part and go, like, hey, I need yeah. $2,000. But you can do that, because I don't talk about I wouldn't yell for that my either. Mexican gambling debts. <laughs> I was just about to ask what the two grand was for. I wanted to get real personal about it. drug money. How much do you you withdraw on a weekly basis and what's it for? Can you give me a list of expenses? And (laughs) and can you give give some of your withdrawals too? Exactly as much as my wife tells me to withdraw. What's your social security number? Um, Yeah, I can can pop that out. How long have you been married now? Uh, How long have you been married? Five years. Five years? You've been how many years, Brian? I'm going on 11. Dude, we're in the thick of it right now. I'm going on 12. two little kids. They're both in diapers. Your kids are so funny looking online, dude. Those Wait, pictures. funny looking. Be careful, dude. No, 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 I mean cute. They're cute. They're adorable kids. But like this stuff, he takes pictures of them like at the playground. Like one of them is on all fours. The other one's got a shovel standing over. That's and a have, good pick, right? You have no idea what's going on. Like I'm sure it's pretty innocent, but you're like, I don't know. They're fighting to the death. Like it's. <laughs> they're it's, fighting. it's it was, I went to take a picture of the chalk drawing, and then little Claire, who's 15 months, was actually shoveling sand onto her sister, who was on all fours drawing. But, but it, it looks, looks like she has a shovel hanging over above. her head. Because like they don't quite know how to head. hold it it's yet really to not make fun. it look like murder. And it was just this just crazy moment of like, oh, that's such a good picture. In the relationship, though, uh, are you uh, are you at officially at comply uh, phase? We're just like, we're when still when fight coming. You do. You still. Uh, yeah, and we causes huge rifts. Wait, of, wait, I'm sorry. Can we? Are we talking about your he's, wife? He hasn't got. He's getting married this year. Your so. wife? Are you? Yeah. 
Congratulations, man. Yep, thanks, buddy. You're, are you talking about comply to your wife all the time? What yeah. are you talking okay, about? Okay, I'm bringing this up wife, because... Happy life. Well, right, but I mean... I, when my parents... I still I think, fight it. I think my parents were celebrating at the time their 50th wedding anniversary. Congratulations, and Mr. I, and Mrs. Irwin. Yeah, their 62nd uh, was yesterday. Good Lord. But years ago, we were, we were celebrating whatever anniversary it was, I and I, I, my, my dad walked into 60, the room. I don't think. Well, I'll be dead. I was, um, I was admiring the cake for the party, and my dad walked into the room, and I, and I said, joke. I said to my dad, I go, so dad, what's the, you know, the classic? What's you the know, secret? What's the secret? And my dad, without missing a beat, goes, I comply. And then he stuck his finger in the cake and, and, and then walked away. And I was like... And then you got blamed for it, and he didn't. <laughs> and I was like, is he serious about the comply part, or is he just fucking happy that he got cake, that he gets cake on his... Like, I, I don't know. I still fight. I still put up a fight. He, but he's, because he, I, have, I think the comply... Th- there is something to be said for the com- complying. Just do what you're told. That, it makes everything easier, but I still... Decisions are made where I'm like, this is, you're, you're making the wrong decision. But you know, it, it, but you but have to be careful. There's an age difference, and do you ever feel like that plays into it? You're like, trust me, in five, six years, you're gonna know. Well, how much older? I'm nine years older than my wife. I'm how much 16 older? Sixteen years okay, older, okay. and I tell her all the time. I go, look, I've been on Earth a lot longer than you. I okay, know that's more. What, first off, you're already getting your. Well, wow, you say it like that. I've been on Earth you longer than you. I know no more than you. I know more than you. you. Small that right there, cocoon. Wrong. She'll never listen to this <laughs> anymore. Anyway. She didn't even watch any shows I was on television. She was like, my boy's never heard of it. She's never. I don't know if she's watched it. She's never watched anything I've been. She doesn't give a shit. Uh, Does she need to? No, God, no. Oh, okay. Nobody needs to. Okay. Nothing needs to. Hey. Hey. I mean, except for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this How is... Twitter followers you got? Basically, <laughs> not enough to help you. Um, I'm still blown away. I'll have a friend who has a show, on, and he'll fucking message me and go, Hey, dude, can you live tweet my, sh- my show that sure. I'm doing? And I'm like, dude, first of all, it's Sunday night, live 7 tweet. to 8. I got kids. Not going to happen. Secondly, I don't have enough Twitter followers. It's not going to... Who gives a shit? I can't do it. Yeah. So I'll send out one tweet. Of like, <laughs> Not going to do like it. Like Sunday morning, like watch my friend show. That's all right. Well, I think that's all you can ask it's for. It's the best I can do. But also at the same time, would you do you think you'd do that without- i my own shit. Would you do- well, See, I would do that on my own anyway. <laughs> there, like if Brian had a problem. show right. coming out or you had a big thing coming out- I would have done it anyway. I would have been like, oh, hey, check out- like, Had I seen it. Had I known Yeah, you know what's going on. Yeah, Absolutely. I see shit on Facebook. I try like, to support my friends there, as much as I can. If there's a comic that I love, that I love, that's going to be in Chicago, anywhere around where I grew up, I'm like, hey, you got to go see- like I did it to you. I did it to yep. Henry Phillips yesterday. I was like, yep. you, you guys do yourselves a favor. Like my friends yep. are fucking, a lot of them are lazy. A lot of them are never going to leave the burbs. A lot of them are never going to make the drive. But the ones that do live in the city and they're in that area, I swear I to God, they're going to have a good time if they go to these fucking right. shows, man. They're going to love comedy. It's like, right. I don't know. So You are not from here, right? Originally? No, but I've been here so long. How long have you been here now? Um, 80, oh, I've you, been in California 80 years. since 87. So do you identify wow. yourself as... I'm from New Hampshire. But I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much a blue-collar kid from New Hampshire. Now I always say I'm from New Hampshire. You even do. though I've been in... Yeah, I'm it, a California. But how... You are. Yeah, I mean, you kind of carry yourself. Like, if people met you now, would they go, oh, he's... Yeah, I can now, tell. I have an East would, Coast vibe. You, you do, do, but you're probably a lot more laid back now than you would have been had you oh, I stayed on the East Coast. Horrible, yeah. yeah. How many years of that has been L- L.A.? How many years have you been in uh, LA 94. Now? I moved here a month before the earthquake hit. Ooh, the oh, big yeah. I had just unpacked like the last box that day when Earth shook and was like, welcome to LA. That was your first ever earthquake? No little rumblers before Oh, that, that was... Dude, I was here 30 days. And what was funny Wait, is... But, but serious, no rumblers. Like, you never got like the... Oh, that's what an earthquake is? Was you, there you a got rumbler like the, before? You got the... You thrown got out that. of bed. Kitchen table you, upside where down. Where were you living? I was like near Pico and Robertson. Okay, and that the epicenter was this is Northridge, right? So, yeah. But still, it was crazy. Oh, you couldn't go back in the house. So when uh, you say you got thrown out of bed, like physically thrown out of bed, how far? I was or on just, the floor. 
across the room. Were you confused? As sh- you have to be confused. So as shit confused. Like it was four o'clock in the morning. I my I was dating a girl in San Diego, and then I moved up here. And we were still kind of seeing each other. And it was the very first night she had spent the night in <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> Do you think it was Ever. Poltergeist? She Ever. still lives Poltergeist here. at first versus She earthquakes? came, uh, she got so scared, she stood up and ran into a wall. Oof. Like trying to escape. Yeah, and basically terrified. knocked herself out. I put her over my shoulder and carried her out of the room. And then here's what I tried to do, did like an idiot. Did, did I tried to light a take candle. Take my breath away. Tried to light a candle. Tried to what, light what, a candle. What are you doing? Well, hopefully there's no dark. gas Wait, She's running into a wall. key. And my friend, I'm. Oh, but well, you wouldn't know. Here's you what's wouldn't... funny. I'm trying to light a candle for some reason, and my I can't even. I don't oh. see it in the dark. My hands were shaking so badly, and my next door neighbor, who I had met, who was a buddy, was like, came running down. And he goes, "Don't light any candles." <laughs> and he has a flashlight, and he he lights me with the flashlight, and, and you're I, like, Duh. then I can see my hands are shaking so badly I couldn't light. So I couldn't your light a pa- your fear actually probably saved you potentially. Um, of- probably I didn't feel afraid. I was more shaking. You know, like when somebody wakes you out of a deep sleep. You have no yeah, idea what's going confused. on. You're I just had no idea. And then no lights. There was no power. So nothing was working. I'm it assuming was car black. alarms going off. Every all over car the place. alarm on earth is going now, off. Hold on. So, so when fun. you get. So when it's you terrifying. Get, Those so are great. I'm fascinated because I have yet. I'm not that I want to experience it. I still remember it so vividly. But okay. So you get thrown out of bed, though. Yeah. But is it over at that point, or was it no, going for a no, while? How no, long did it feel like? That was, a, I want to say, 30 or 40 seconds, which okay. felt like so an you hour. Get minutes. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. So you get thrown out of bed. You're still a little bit disoriented, yeah. right? But it's still going. Oh yeah, and are you kind of like what the are you are you are you trying to figure out what the fuck to do with yourself? You or couldn't. Like, you were trying you to just, hold on, okay. for dear life. But is it there was shit? odd. It was odd. Yeah, everything was falling, and the first I remember it being like a big boom. It sounded like a like a bomb going off first. Okay. Boom! Woke up on the floor of like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, then you're all just going back and forth. Shaking. And of course, everyone else is like, what's happening? Even then, I was like, this is an earthquake. Yeah. I knew it immediately. And we then we finally got out of the house. The Everything was swaying still. Like the house was swaying. The walls were moving back and forth. We get out of the house. Everyone's like, don't go back in the house. It could collapse. They're going to collapse. Yeah. So we had a blanket, and we were on the front lawn. I'm and then at the this aftershocks point, everybody's continued. all outside. Yeah, everyone's said, outside. It's got to be Before a fucking pitch weird It's pitch black. Alarms are still going off. Uh, everyone was there. We walked over one place. No cell phones. There were no cell phones. No then. cell phones. No, no cell phones. So, oh. you're, and so you're technically, everything's shut down. Probably everything the phone lines down. are down. Oh, yeah. So it's the 10 like, had collapsed. The overpass at... I want to say Robertson. I forget. I mean, traffic. The worst part about the earthquake was the traffic for the next 12 months. You couldn't get anywhere at all. Because so everything what, was shut down because so many roads, roads were had destroyed. So how did you bit. function? And could you, you didn't. It was, people, it was like a, it was an, it was a weird a rebuilding process that had gone over the city. Of, how did you live, though? Like, if your place is all jacked up, are you allowed to go back into it? Do you have to you, wait for somebody could. to authorize it? Ours was okay. But other places, no. People... When but did, earthquakes, you, did somebody have to come and take a look nah. at it first? There was a pot, right? They, 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 we walked in and there were cracks up and down the wall, but we never thought it was coming down. But there was no news that said you're not allowed to go back nope. in. You have to wait for somebody to kind of like come through People and kind of told you not to go back in until it was safe. How I guess, long but. did you stay out of the house? For the that morning. morning. The, for the morning. So you, you just kind of stood outside in a, in we a sat daze. outside on the front lawn with a blanket um, for hours. And then we wall walked to one place was open in Beverly Hills, maybe Nate Nals or something. And we had breakfast. 
something was actually open and not yeah, everybody did, in the world fucking no, went no, to no, it. No, no, places were open. Places were open. You know, you felt like everything had shut down, but it didn't. It, di- it didn't. Okay. No, no, no. It, it wasn't like if you could open, alley. if you didn't have damage. Do you know what I mean? You if you had, didn't have gas leaks, once you didn't the have shaking, building. you know, gla- I'm sure glasses were broken and ketchup Basics, bottle. Okay. Yeah, things had fallen and bro- like everything fell. What was your? What did you have hanging on the wall? You were like, oh man, like my Motorhead poster. Okay, you know what? I, here's what I had. I forget what happened, but I had a Elvis bust that I had oh. bought on. No, it survived. It was the oh. only thing that survived. Ooh. I had bought it at the Mexican border. You know when you're coming back and they have chiclets and they had like uh, Elvis head. Yeah. And uh, everything else had fallen off the shelves and most stuff broke. But uh, I remember that thing was still the only thing left on the bookcase was Elvis's head. Oh, like man. a ceramic was it Elvis super head. Heavy? I still have it. It's on my oh. desk right so now. So he's your memory. He's he's, he's your he's, yeah, he, we survived no, it, buddy. I don't know. Yeah, it was Mexican and it sh- it should have been shattered. Do you ever give it fun guns at night? Say yeah. Elvis, me and you tonight if it's Do you happening. ever give it fun guns at night? I, my improv training says yes and but no. There were no <laughs> Brian, I have to step up and go, no. Now I'm just being an I don't, adult. I mean I'll fun gun you right now. Like you can even hear in my voice people go, Oh, he's yeah, fun gun. You can tell that that just yeah. happened. Hey man, how you doing? Like, Ooh. Sound. Uh, there's, there, there's a. Uh, uh, if yeah, anybody, does anybody ever fun gun you on purpose? No. Okay. Good. Um, so ninety four. So it shut down. So so that that's the. See, I always yeah, try to figure out like years, dude. The only reason How why long have you guys been here? I've been here since ninety nine. Okay. I got here in two thousand. Did you? Were you doing? Were you doing? You were doing stand up in Chicago, John? No. No. I didn't do stand up until two, end of two thousand, beginning of two thousand one. I didn't do it for like the first decade I was here. I was I gonna say, so you started. You were just started, acting. I was right. doing sketch comedy, and I'd never acted before in my life. I was a Navy lieutenant, and I got out and said, "I'm going to go." I had worked a couple jobs in San Diego and got my union card down there. Were you stationed down there? Yeah, yeah. And so when I got out, so you were familiar with San Diego, kind of, and you like Southern really California, and you were like, yeah yeah. "Yeah, yeah." How does one go from like I'm in the Navy one day to I'm just going to start acting? Yeah, I fell in. I'm a friend of mine. He was in an act, uh, improv class, and I went, and he goes, "Hey, you should come. There's some hot chicks in." I was like, that sounds great. <laughs> and I was always kind of the great. funny guy. Okay. I was, you know, we, I think all of us are, we kind of grew up being the smart ass funny uh-huh. cat. And so when I fell into it, I was like, oh yeah, this is, and I was like 29 okay. years old. And you just hit the ground running. Yeah, actually the very first audition was a commercial for SeaWorld. That's, I took Did a, you swim on the Orca? Took a class. Is this going to come back to haunt us? Are you in Blackfish? Are you in Blackfish too? Sent me and yeah, and so I had to, he ate me, and then I had to start a fire in his belly and get out. I played Jonah. No, but it was the very first audition I went to. It was St. Patrick's Day. It was like a fucking cattle call, and they went down the list, and they were like, sing Danny Boy. And I was like, oh, Danny Boy, the pipes, the pipes. And they started laughing, and then sing Danny Boy. I booked this. The very first audition I ever went on was a SeaWorld commercial I made like $30,000 or something. What? Stupid. I thought you were going to say like $30 no, or something like that. No, like $30,000. And everyone, I got a bartending job and everyone came into the bar and was oh, like, Oh, O'Brien's, hey. right? They did the same. of like, hey, you're the guy in the bar. Yeah. And all I did was basically look up and watch uh, the orca jump and go like, <gasps> as I was hugging was a girlfriend. It. We shot for two days on a Saturday, Sunday. Did that get you more tips? a shitload of money. If the commercial played, like Tom, Time Warner, if it played at the no, bar, would you get more tips dude, that way? dude. It didn't make no. you more popular? It actually, it makes them think you have money. Yeah, they're like, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. Why don't you go buy a house and live on an island? When I was at O'Brien's, I would be serving and people would look up and like the Friends episode I was on was over my head and people would go like, hey man, you're on TV? And i go, hey, I am. And yeah. then they'd go You want like, a gin and tonic? Yeah. And... they'd go, I love a fucking Cape Cod. Do you and, like yeah. that or not like that? How does that? Of course I mean, you don't like that. I didn't like no, it I'm then. I'm just curious. How do you, he could say, yeah, that, it's fine. I didn't like it then, but now I don't even, I, I don't, can't remember the last time I told anyone I was going to be on. Remember when you had like your first yeah, couple you commercials? Were... You're like, "Hey, I just booked a thing." Now my mother calls. She goes, "Like, what's going on?" I go, "Nah, nothing Not much." much. 
And then she'll call and she go, I saw you on this. I go, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I shot that. I don't, I don't always tell her when I book something, but once the product is done, once the commercial's done, I'll usually get a link and I'll send it to her because she likes to just see. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you? Would you consider yourself at this point a tad bit jaded, or is it just the way you the industry just uh, became a job? Sure, or like, I'm jaded. Okay. I was all yeah, jaded. I guess. Was there a time though when you were genuinely excited though? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know if it was just one of those things you just kind of just kept rolling. With it, and it just became what it became. Or if I mean, you actually listen, would get excited, it's like anything else. I'm sure John's the same, and you're the same. It's like certain jobs come along, and you go, you get excited about it. I worked on your movie. I yes, had a really fun time. It was with friends. It was with it was something I really believed in. I had a great time. And then other jobs, you go, yeah, yeah I'll do that. How much does that pay? I mean, it's just like anything else. Yeah, I think it's like certain jobs excite us. Like I went and did Zanies, and like, and I was so excited. I was pumped to go. I hadn't been on the road in a long time first couple shows you're like here we go first night you're like the nerves are going i hadn't been on stage in forever especially on the road and you're like yes and then friday night the first show kills it and then friday late show you're like oh, oh that's right fuck I'm on the you fucking, people i hate all I of you here's the thing though i've always with with you um i've always wondered how you would deal with this because you were kind of spoiled um, you used to be flown around to do stand up, and I don't know how one can go yeah, to back do, to do twenty minutes of. But you know, it's a different it, lifestyle. Very, I mean, listen, and that wasn't all the time; it was seldom. But but it happened, and to yeah. be exposed to that, John's got a confused look on his face. He'll explain it in a I, sec. I but think, I think when you're saying I opened for the blue collar guys, yeah, when I flew around. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh I didn't yeah. always fly. I mean, I but flew you, with but, them sometimes. Sometimes I had to meet them in the city, and but but it's different. They were I'm just very saying nice. it's like it wasn't my show though, and so I don't know. You know, anytime you're. I had featured for a lot of other people before that where I had gone out and done a week at the Atlanta Punchline with Greg Giraldo. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, he was fucking great. Um, A lot of different... I would take gigs. I featured for Richard Lewis. I featured for Harlan Williams. Harlan Uh, Williams is hilarious. And one of the nicest people. Yeah, he's so nice. I I have had a really good string of the people I featured for were very nice to me. And and funny. Like like you're listing a bunch of very talented comedians and at the same time... Freddie Soto. Oh, Freddie Soto, dude. That guy was My first feature gig was on the road with him in Atlanta. I love that dude. And he was a good cat. Yeah, yeah, he was super nice to me and my brother he liked up to in party Aspen. a little too much for a guy he who did. shouldn't. But, uh, he was a little overweight so too. That didn't help. But uh, they were brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, I yeah, I've been I've had spoiled gigs and I've had horrible, crappy gigs where I you know ate a giant pile of shit at Lake Havasu <laughs> and then had to stick around for six more shows <laughs> and then had to drive back six hours with a, com- a comic who had an ADD and couldn't stop talking. You're like, just dude, I, oh, I ate shit yeah. for thirty minutes. Can we just? Drive home in silence, please. <laughs> He's like, absolutely not. Here's why I was awesome. Here's why. <laughs> here's why I was here's awesome. Why you? Yeah. Uh, makes you makes yeah, you long I mean, for the airplane I mean, trips. <laughs> and lately, I went out and did some gig. And it was actually nowadays they're fun. Uh, even though you go, this is I did some friends gig the other night. It was like eleven o'clock at some hipster bar. There was only like twenty people the other night. But I think we've kind of reached a point where it's. I used to be like, oh my god. This is going to go horribly. Yeah. And now I'm like... Let's see I'm, how this goes. <laughs> I'm going to get up for 10 minutes, and I'm going to talk, and then I'm going to go home. Yeah, but I, like, I, I now, like, I, I, if I'm doing somebody's show, and, and I like the other comics on it, and the audience is, is receptive, even if they're small, what, you know what I mean? The that's whole, what this was. The whole thing is like, I just want to... If I can, if, if everyone's having a good time, then it's going to go well. It's I thought e- the same thing. Even if it's not going to be like, you're not knocking down, dragging out, people aren't shitting their pants with laughter, but... It's still going to be fun. Because you like, also know you've done it long enough that you have a body of work that you could get up and tell some jokes and make people laugh. Yeah, I, th- I feel like I could yeah. connect with them no you, matter who they you know, are. The first time I ever saw that, I used to run that room at O'Brien's and, you know, 
one week would be packed and be great. The next oh, yeah. week would be three people. And everyone would fucking suffer. Yeah. And then one week we had, uh, there must have been four people in the room. Like horrible. Like going to cancel it. Todd Glass came and did the show. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Tell you guys, don't worry about it. And he got up and destroyed, destroyed, destroyed. with four people in the room. The comics were laughing. The I don't four think I people ever were laughing. blamed. I no. still love it when people go, oh, see, it's never the audience's nope. fault. It's your fault. Yep. Certain rooms are harder. Certain places are not as great. Your material's not perfect for that room, exactly. but it's you, brother. Not, can, you, can you bring it? People are not always going to find you funny. He destroyed four four people. Left that, and they probably still talk of that show again. No, yeah. Oh, I, talk, saw I saw that dude, and he did fucking twenty minutes in front he, of us, and, and he like, walked out. He talked to them personally. Crushed. Did like a half hour. All the other comics were in the back of the room like... I'm not going to follow this, so goodbye. <laughs> he, well, he was the closer anyway. Oh, okay, because good. at that time, I had only just started doing stand-up, and I knew Todd, and he was nice enough to come to the room, and you were like, that's... Oh, that's what a really good comic is like. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the, the first and time. And so now yeah. your days you get up and you go, it's it's me or it's not me. I either... Like, even the other night, I got up and I had such a good time, and I told stories for like 15 minutes, and it went really well. You got to... Once you find your headspace, though, I think it becomes a little bit easier. Like, you don't... It's, it's like the rooms... Are the facility, but really, it's like this is what you you yeah. go in and go. This is what I'm doing today. I'm amazed when I see people who are so fearless. Like we have, we have also other friends who get up and you're like, "How'd your show go? Destroyed." Well, no, you didn't. I was there. <laughs> I saw it. I don't know what your definition of destruction know. is, but but you should never be using that word. I mean, we people we we destroyed know. Destroyed, and you're like, wow, that you didn't even do. If well. somebody wants yeah. to tell you that you did, you say thank you. But, but you I, should people, never walk off see, and like, say I, that. Sarah Silverman is. You see her, and she's just. Fearless, and I sometimes wish I had that fearless quality. I still, it hurts me sometimes when I tell something that, like, I'll have a great show, and one or two jokes I'll stumble through, or I stepped on, or I, I skipped something, and that will haunt me more so than the ninety-eight percent of the show that I did great. Yeah, you have to start letting the tinier things go, it's hard. honestly, because if you could see it from their end, they have no idea. Like the audience has no idea you missed something or well, you left something out. I would go to do like talk to people after shows and they'd be like, "Great show!" I'd be like, "No, nah, I fucked. I didn't tell this. I didn't do that. I forgot to say this. this. I fucking." But you also over have that. to remember. Go, what are you talking about? Yeah, like I don't. What are you? I don't know. You crushed. No. no, 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 no. I'm the. I always like things are worse than they. But that's okay though. You know, I remember doing shows with with Dave Attell and I would talk to him about it afterwards. He would always be hard on himself. I mean, you want to talk about crushing? I mean, that I mean, guy. Dude, yeah. He rooms, might he be my be, favorite comic. He's but hilarious. He would still hold himself accountable for things that he wants. He's a professional. Yeah. Yeah. I think that at the end of the day, what you realize as a comic, though, is that when you when you you're talking about the audience perspective of it, if you go up there and like you're talking about like 98 percent of your stuff hits and like maybe there's that one joke that didn't hit the way you thought it was going or the audience really didn't laugh. They're so if, if you if the rest of it was fine, they yeah. so have for completely. Yeah. It's not even an issue. Yeah. They, here's the problem. I see I, you see people's tonight show sets and very few people do well. Yeah. Most of them are like mediocre at best, yeah. and some are absolutely horrible. You're like, oh my God. But that person's a great comic. It's just an odd medium. It's yeah. four it's, and a yeah. half minutes. It's a small chunk of time that if you're if a you're not- seasoned comic, four and a half minutes is, I'd rather someone go, dude, yeah. you got to go out there and do two and a half hours. I know, I know. I'm like, okay, great, because at least I can stretch it out and get them to like me, hate me, like me again. They need that Whatever. opening joke that explains exactly who they are. <clears throat> 
And they have to be like the people who do it best are like Dangerfield, set up punchline guys who yeah. are crushers. If you're more of a storyteller, yeah, uh, it's, that, it's right? really On tough TV. to do four and a half minutes. Yeah. yeah, it is. And you see people who I know are brilliant comedians, and you're like, mm-hmm. well, when you're asking a storyteller to turn their storytelling yeah. into um, set a punch, yeah. it's very difficult because it, yeah. it misses a lot of the heart. That is what buys you into the character right. that's telling the story. But certain so. people who are storytellers are also. You know, Shanley was kind of a storyteller, but it was all set up punchline. Yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. it just depends. That's just, you need you need to have the right. But the problem is, some of my stories were like four and a half minutes. How do I get basically one? Here's one story. Like I always wanted to do that was just get up until one. I think I think if, if if the story can be condensed to four and a half minutes, and within that story there are several laughs. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I would try to do too. That's me too. And and if not, I think I have like a like a through line, like basically like. Like I'm, I'm getting married. This thing it was about that, and it's all. It has to be a block. It will all be about the same thing. Because otherwise, if I'm like, I'm getting married. Here's a quick joke about that too. My brother does this. Here's a quick joke until like when I was a kid. Like, it's 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 too much for four and a half minutes. It's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's crazy. Late late show, and it was kind of like they had taken. They like certain jokes, didn't like others. So all of a sudden, you're doing a four and a half minute set that you don't even do in order in your regular set. <laughs> right. It's just a different order, a different. And so your brain is like trying to, but your brain is used to jumping to joke two, but they cut joke two. So you got to jump to joke three and, and tell it in reverse order. Yeah. And like, yeah. And so there's fine tuning. And so it's, it's a skill. I, people who do it well, I'm always amazed at, you know. You mean people that can, like a Gaffigan that's always Gaffigan's on late night. And he's show the king of late night because he. Every there's a laugh every six seconds. It's pure setup punchline. Yeah, and with tag, with tag, with tag, with next setup, he's a destroyer. It's it's his, and he doesn't move much. He stands right by the microphone stand. Yeah. Doesn't need to pull the mic out of his. He's stand. okay with not moving much. It's great. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's the way it should be. Like people, in Dangerfield was the best, the best yeah. of all time. Yeah, I just watched a set of his recently. Somebody posted, and I was like, that that set would still destroy. Today, which oh. is not the same for a lot of people from back then. No, but I think you're right. I think Dangerfield yeah. would even today would have would still be able to do those kinds of jokes, yeah. and people would fucking. It's die. a perfect persona. The jokes are brilliant. Yeah, where you still don't see them coming. You don't see the punch coming, and he's got the tagline. You, I don't get no respect. Visually, he's it's like the perfect stand-up comedian it's like jerry seinfeld says you know it's 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 obviously a stage name but you don't think about that when you see him you don't think that's not his real name you look his name's like, not rodney you, you, no but, i didn't know that yeah that's a stage name because exactly because people are like yeah sure that's rodney danger like, what's his real name i don't know oh that's a, so crazy i didn't yeah, know that yeah no it's a stage name but but again like you don't you you don't even think that you're yeah. like yeah this guy's name is rodney Dangerfield. yeah like, woody allen look at him that's not his real name Right, probably not. It's yeah, not I don't. I don't know. It's a, no, I think back, it's, a, it's a really famous name of like Alan Dershowitz. Yes, <laughs> something like that. Now back know. to the uh, earthquake. So oh, um, he's looking at facts about it. No, no, no. Um, so you know what I liked about Dangerfield, in all honesty, um, as, as funny as he was, he's a great character. I mean, obviously, he grew up on on you know Caddyshack is is, is an iconic <laughs> his first movie from, from um, he didn't even know if he was doing it right. Yeah, he, he was like, Dude, uh, this I'm not doing. Uh, well. And they're like, like, you're crushing. Please just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> but what I but what I liked about him is that you know he had a family, and he stopped doing stand up to it raise yeah. his family. Yeah. And then got back into Sold the aluminum comedy sighting. Game. Yeah, and then opened had up a, a club. Had and, a briefcase of jokes, though. He's a brilliant joke writer. Yeah. And he also paid it forward. He, uh, he took care of a lot of yes, up and coming. Yes, he did. Well, Louis Anderson him, Sam Kinison, Louis Anderson. Yeah, a lot of uh, Jim Carrey. Hicks, Drew Carey. Uh, no, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. But my point is Carrie that... Underwood. <laughs> Carrie Underwood. Any, Underwood, any Devil Ham. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, there we go. Good, good. Like where you're going with this. Uh, John Ham. <laughs> John Stewart. Stewart Granger. 
Um, no, but what, I, I like the fact that he that he was willing to take time out to rate. Sure. Like you would, you look at him and go, oh, character, whatever. Just probably this club guy didn't give a shit. Probably didn't have a family. Didn't hit. And you see like all these little forty five. Yeah, exactly. Which because, is what I'm hoping but, to happen because to me. he took a break. Oh man, I know. he took a break. When, I do think if you're funny, you're funny. It's it's tough. I think yep. it's a little tougher nowadays because uh, you know it's it's a. You, it's even more so youth-driven. Yeah, yeah. But even when I was, I remember my dad saying when I was in high school, is like, if you're going to be a writer on t- for TV, you better do it before you're 30 because no one gives it, or maybe before you're 25 because because no one gives a shit about your opinion after that. They and don't. It's like, it's like what? But this was my dad. My dad has no. He doesn't work Jacob, in the business. It was like Jacob Rodney Cohen. That was his real name. Jacob Rodney Cohen. Uh, what's Woody no, Allen's the- real name? Uh, I don't care. Brian Irwin. <laughs> Woody Allen's real name is Roman Polanski. Yeah, I still have I still have some mild issues with the whole that whole thing. Rodney Dangerfield? No, no, the Woody Allen thing and the Roman oh, yeah. Polanski and the fact that some people get free passes for some of the things that they Yeah, you should probably have some issues with that. That's fair. But people are bashing. Was it Susan Sarandon just recently said something? And people are just calling, oh, she's just trying to get attention. And she's like, <laughs> that's what she's dude, doing. She's e- just like, I have Everybody's no- trying to get attention. That girl, Megan Trainer had the other day that she was like, they photoshopped my video. And I didn't want to photoshop because I'm a fat girl. And I want my, f- I, my fans want more than that. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, you did that because now that's the lead story on every entertainment show is like, oh, her her record company without her knowledge photoshopped her. Vi- it's basically to get it to the top of the trending list. Yeah, that's it. Of course. The, whole the conflict, the conflict creates There's the There's no spin, bad the publicity. Yeah. Yeah, to go. I guess, yeah, I don't know. She robbed. You know, Bieber robs a bank the day of uh, the the record. It's, everything's always like that's that was oddly timed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his record came out today. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's weird. So you're saying Bill Cosby planted all those stories? Exactly. He's because like, he had a, a tour new, coming up this I, summer. Yeah, I need people to come out and look at me. I've been sexually abusing ladies. About him and Hefner at the Playboy Mansion or something or other with some. Well, somebody just recently said I don't know who it was, but somebody from back in the day. Um, oh uh, um, God! It was. Uh, it doesn't matter. I, I can't remember. I'll look. I'll look for it while you guys. What we're talking about. Other yeah, stuff, we'll do but. that next week's podcast. No, there was. There, remember, way pre TMZ, it was very rare to get a lot of gossip. There was like Entertainment Tonight. The, the media of, used to was help. Tiger Beat magazine. Rona, Rona Barrett. Remember Rona Barrett sure. on ABC. Gene Shalit. Sure. Yeah, th- that, those were our pre. That's how you got it. But Rona Barrett was a gossip columnist, and she was the one I just read. Buzzfeed uh, just did an article on her. Had a hopper. Yeah, but but yeah. But I mean, this is, I'm talking about more of our time, right? Sure. So Rona Barrett, but she was talking, she actually says in there, because you know, she's out of the business and all this stuff. She goes, oh, we all knew about Bill Cosby. Everyone knew. All, back in the 70s. I had yeah. heard rumors back then. Well, I mean. <laughs> Not the, in the 70s, but I mean, I heard rumors years he, ago. Back yeah, in New t- Hampshire? T- Everyone t- had always said Bill, no, when I came out here to Hollywood, everyone's oh, like, okay. you know, Bill Cosby's got a past. I knew I had heard rumors, but why? But why do Hannibal we... Burris had heard? That's why he brought it up. Yeah. he had heard this whole. Well, story. I mean, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler did jokes about it on SNL yeah. in like 2006 yeah. or whatever that were like, Bill Cosby. We know you've been like, and it was basically yeah. calling him straight out, like, yeah, Bill Cosby molest like drugs and molest yeah, dr- drugs and rapes it's, chicks. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, we know somebody right now who's just going through some shit on the internet, you know, with all the stuff, and one has to wonder, depending on your I level just of fame. Saw it. Yeah, Are you guys buddies. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. good friends. Yeah, I know him, but I don't know. But, but I, the I question the becomes: well, I wouldn't. I would say. Well, I would say then that I know him. I mean, we don't like go out for beers or yeah. anything. Okay. But the question becomes: like, it goes to that Hollywood thing of like, how accountable do you hold somebody depending on where they fall within the world of Hollywood and how much everyone's they're... held accountable to everything at this point. I well, and I the hope guy, so. And the guy the in thing. the crazy Uber car who was smashing the Uber driver. If, if you can film somebody or. 
they send a text or something to you, you have evidence and they and you have a medium, the internet. That's to post the thing it. is you're always that's it. You're if, always, if you did it, fuck you. I mean, at the end of the day, if you did it, I mean, if they fabricated it, but the problem is you could fabricate it. But the, the, it's such a then you come short out window the, in a day or two. No one's going to remember that story. That's what we were. That's what we were talking about. Is like you know you can have these big things come out. Oh, that looks like it's going to really hurt someone so and so's career. It's not. And well, then like three days later, another buddy like, of ours had the story about nine eleven, and that hasn't affected him at all. Well, yeah. yeah. So I was just going to say, so the Renazzini thing that everybody talked about. It came he lost out, some Buffalo Wild Wings money. He, probably he, he, he lost. He, he lost the commercial stuff. And it might you know it's on the internet. It'll come back. But but the it, question becomes like he's back to comedy store supports him. He's still doing stand up. That's another interesting. Like you just said, it's uh, it's on the internet. It'll it can come back. Like that stuff just it like information like that just has a way of coming and going and like when people it's convenient yeah. for people to use it against you or yeah. whatever it comes back and it's well, like if you go if you run for president all of a sudden oh, all well, these like, little things come out you know what i mean you imagine well, he's the not gonna scrutiny run for but, but the scrutiny of you know like I mean? doing something like running for president of what they would the who would want, why would trump want the job is that's my what question. i'm saying is like you yeah. well he's i don't think he ever i thought he did it as a publicity stunt it took it went running well what happened and, but now his ego now he wants it sure but now his ego is like i deserve it now i should have it so it's like when he first went down the escalator in the lobby of Trump Plaza. Wait, Everyone was Simpsons? rolling. On the Simpsons or in the real life one? In the real one. Which was hilarious, The by first the way. one, and Jon Stewart was like, like, see you later, you'll be here for a week, and he's the winner. It's yeah. the cra- It's the greatest Welcome thing in history. Welcome to America. It's pretty great, man. They created a Frankenstein monster, they can't stop him. So yeah, I mean, I often wonder, like, you know, the, the Renazizi thing, it's like, how would it you know, rear its ugly head again. Well, here's because what happens, like, dude. Let's say he... So, I mean, you what go would it to be? test for a show, they Google you. Yeah. They check but everything you about you on a history. Sure, sure. But all of a sudden, you're on a four-camera CBS sitcom. I mean, I I guarantee I've lost jobs, I've been told, because I don't have as many Twitter followers as somebody else. They're online looking at everything because they know if that show Big Bang Theory blows up, and Kunal Nair, or whatever his name is, all of a sudden has a backstory where he did something crazy. You have two guys to hire. They Google you, man. When I worked on a Disney show, I had to fill out. They did a background check bigger than when I got a top secret clearance in the Navy. Oh, wow. Where they went and talked to like grammar school kids I knew to go. I mean, when I, fi- I had to fill out some paperwork for some Disney Channel show, and they were like, I don't blame them. They don't I mean, want they, crazy people near the kids. Well, that they don't want crazy people near the kids. And if, dude, if something comes, if you're on a Disney show yep. and something comes out where you got a stash of child porn or whatever, Boom. then it's like, holy the shit, whole we show hired is gone. this. Fu- oh, one, the whole show is gone. We and two, another. they're held accountable for hiring some pervert to be in, on a fucking show full of children. I like, have another mutual. I think you guys may know him. He's a big actor in commercial. I don't want to say his name, but he he got. Keep uh, going. Yeah, it happens every show. Don't know why it keeps happening. So he was on a show, and uh, yeah, something had come up where he was renting apartments where they found cameras hidden. He Ooh. was renting an apartment, and there was a camera in it, and he never got convicted eventually. I don't know how it worked, whether he was innocent or not, but the show he was on, boop, bye-bye. Yeah. Really? But again, that's that, that's that's understandable. Yeah. Understandable. They're going to Google you, and if all of a sudden you have some crazy story in your past, yeah, it's not going to help you. Well, I will say, and I, I remember when I worked in radio... <laughs> Way in it back in the '90s, and it was funny how um, uh, corporations how they react to just one person complaining, and how that the weight of someone that takes the time to either write in or call in or complain about something, they look at that even though it's one person against the passive. I tweeted they it to go, American Airlines, and they've they've responded right back to me. DM yeah. us, and we'll take care of it. Yeah, I basically almost lost my job because one person had complained in radio. I eventually got fired for something else stupid. But <laughs> the point is, but one time was just like somebody just didn't like you, and and they 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 call in and they file a complaint. 
there's already a lot of times there are knee jerk reactions. So you, I guess in that respect, all it takes is one person from New York or, or one person from Iowa. That one sees, shitty Yelp review. That's see what well, I'm saying. But that's well, like, Steve that on TV and says, "I'm still mad at that guy yeah. for the 9/11 thing," and they're they fucking start panicking they panic. and they're like. It's, right. corp, it's, corp, it's six guys on earth who basically control all of media. Yeah. And they're older white guys. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't like they don't like change and upheaval. Let's keep it. Let's get everybody. You know, look, Gilbert Gottfried. He did a couple Japanese jokes of, of the tsunami and he got <clears> fired <throat> from Aflac. He was the voice of the dog. Oh, yeah, that's right. He yeah. lost. Immediately. Talk about losing money. Yeah. yeah. Probably lost half a million to a million dollars a year being the Aflac duck to just go, ah, yeah. that's it. Because he did, and honestly, they were pretty funny jokes about the tsunami. It was, yeah. it was like, if you don't like yeah, what you have, our, wait, one will float by, like, yeah, exactly. about your wife or whatever. Yeah. Remember, you remember 9-11 as, as a No, stand, what, did, what no, happened? No, I, no, as a stand-up, as a stand-up. And it was one of the few times when people were like, there's a couple guys that wanted to go, I, I really want to push the envelope here. And it was a weird dynamic, because it, does, it doesn't normally happen. Like, we all know that, like, using Michael Jackson or Prince or something that was big in the news that the minute it happened, we already knew there were probably certain comics that had already written like seven fucking jokes right. and couldn't wait to get on stage that night to to go to cross yeah. that line. And I think that, you know, that, that 9-11 thing was interesting because it was the first time I ever saw comedy be tested as to what is too soon and how our and what Dude, was inappropriate. You still can't do Kennedy assassination jokes. Some things are always <laughs> never... What are you I don't, talking about? Uh, you mean as part of people think you're just a freak conspiracy theorist? Yeah, cancer jokes. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things well, that are still you cancer, can do them, but you have to like uh, you Pete have to Davidson's ha- I, dad was in 9/11, right? He di- Pete Davidson's yeah. dad, okay. and he has a brilliant block about losing his father in the tower. It's really fucking funny, but yeah, it's tricky. I mean, yeah, if you if you're you know, it's like if you do Jewish jokes and you're Jewish, or if you've had cancer. Well, yeah, I was gonna say I yeah, had cancer, exactly. so like when I I used to make that when it's I would tricky. when I would start yeah. to talk about it, I'd be like, oh, let's everyone hold on a second before this becomes a fucking Dude, PTA politics. Meeting. A lot of times, or Catholic Church. I but try I, to do Catholic Church jokes, and people are like, yeah, not tonight, brother. But I'm just, I guess, what I'm saying is Gilbert God, and there's a certain responsibility that you're held to. But I'm saying if Gilbert Godfrey was not was just a guy at a club just doing those jokes and we were the comics in the back of the room. We would have just looked at it and we would have made a decision of like, oh, it is probably too soon, whatever. But it wouldn't have rubbed us. We probably just went either ha-ha or right. oh, dude, whatever, and moved on with our lives. That's that's the difference. As, Wait, as I will... Somebody pulled them and, play, and as, put them up on Facebook and made a big social media campaign you about know, it. You know what I'm saying. And that was that, the end of it. But if, you, if I had done them, it would have been a bit of a big deal. But who I knows what's going to gonna pop and what's going to disappear. Like certain things just It could pop come back 20 years later. But that would, be my, that would be my reaction no matter what the whoever the comic was on stage, no matter what the jokes were, no matter when the jokes were told, is like, either I'm going to be like, eh, or I'm going to be like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm either going to think it's funny or I'm not, really. Yeah. You're so held accountable like, now for everything you say. <clears throat> like, Heather McDonald did that podcast. Was it Theo Vons or something? And she was talking some shit about Chelsea. And I guarantee that day in somebody's garage, she never thought for a second it was going to blow up. And it was all of a sudden, it was all over Facebook. It was like, what so this is the writer, right? She used she to write for Chelsea. She ripped on Chelsea saying, I always felt afraid for my job. And we never got along. And Chelsea came out and was like, I don't know what the whole story was, but yeah. And was like, what the fuck happened? What are you talking about? Well, that's the, yeah, you're, but you're right. We're, we're, we're being you're recorded all the time. All the time. And people are going to, and because even where there's not a story, there can be made. There can be a story made with 
a couple of texts, a couple of phone calls, a couple of podcasts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like they'll well, make a gift that it's you for three seconds talking, right? And you'll look like an idiot. Yeah, like where Harrison Ford he screams in the one movie where you have twenty four hours, and they did it over and over and over again. A gift <laughs> of him doing it or something, and it, look, it makes him look like an idiot, right? <laughs> well, like, anything when you see any anything. gif, it makes everybody look like an idiot because it's the same motion over and over again. And you're like, so you're like crazy, fucking crazy. Well, it's the guy that actually had the weird laugh on microphone that was running for office, <laughs> yeah, right? The yeah, guy yeah. a couple years ago, whatever, Mr. Dean, Dean, Howard Dean was gone. Thanks for coming. Really? Now Trump goes. Trump goes. You're a liar. You're an idiot. She's a fat pig. Yeah, and people don't Nothing. flinch. Dude, blows my mind. He says what we're all thinking. He's oh, like, you're don't a you fucking think, racist. But don't you shit? The John Miller thing's amazing to me. You, he, you already admitted it was you. Yeah, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, we have. You already said you, you said apologize. It's me. You apologize for it. It was before. a prank gone awry. Yeah. But don't I, you lie? They're lying. But he says they're, they're setting me up. The, and his the, fans all go, yeah, they're lying. No, they're not. No, I miss. I honestly, I can't believe John Stewart and Colbert left when this was going on. It's the worst time in history to have left. And I yeah. like. And I love Stephen Colbert on the late. But he has show. he has parameters. I miss, but him, I miss Stephen Colbert. Him talking about how pro Trump he is or I why Trump would be great fake would be Stephen Colbert. Hilarious. Yeah, it's like that character died, and I miss him. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, he'd be so. Good. It would be so good. They right didn't now. know. Yeah, they had no idea this was. I mean, did you? How does John Stewart? No, no. Come, I'll, let me come back for just. I think he is coming back. I he's think he's, gonna, he's some, doing something special for the the, yeah. um, the political season. He came out so. with a little. Yeah, but it's you need him daily. You, those guys need to be daily, daily, daily. Well, who knows what will come? Which with is it, a lot of pressure on them, and they're probably like, "I'm done. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm fucking fifty. Do you? I see those guys doing the daily shows, and I go, I don't. Like you're always like, oh, I'd love to host the Tonight. Do I really want to host the Tonight? No. Show? Could you imagine being the people that, that have hard. to follow? Yeah, but also, do you? I wouldn't want to be anybody that's doing it right now per se, because the people you had to follow. Sure. But, it's, the, it's, but, but I mean, they're the fine. They're, they're, don't, span, don't get me wrong. They're the all making good money. Is, you're never going to get the numbers. No, it's over. No, it ha- it was they were the originals, right? That's yeah. they were. You know who I? Uh, I, I so you wouldn't want to work a every day. You no, would not want to work. I want to work as I want to work at none. I want to work zero. I want to be a trust fund kid. Right. I had Orson Bean. Do you know who he is? Yeah. He uh-huh. he was on my. I do a podcast, and so he was on. Oh, it, all of a sudden, and he came to talk about. It. <laughs> but here's what he's 87 years old, right? So he uh, had, he's guest hosted the Tonight Show more than anybody. And he would say, he would go back in those days uh, when you did The Tonight Show, 87 million people would watch that That's night crazy. show. Every, everybody he watched. Goes, oh, That's he did the Ed heard. Sullivan show. He did stand up on the Ed Sullivan show. He goes, I walked down the street the next day. Every single person was like, hey, you, oh my God, you're the guy on the Nobody gets those numbers anymore. No, you know? it's impossible. Because there's we two. have friends all done The Tonight Show numerous, numerous times. Can't get booked as a headliner. Right. It doesn't mean anything anymore. No. Yeah. It's who has the social media presence. It's a YouTube. It's all Well, over. because it's just too much distraction. I mean, you're yeah. talking about a guy that was Everyone on a show a when there was three channels. And There's a fucking nine-year-old in Minnesota right now who's doing a, he's doing a prep meeting for his big fucking channel shoot today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just different. But does that, does, that, does that difference make you feel like you've become... Uh, an outdated generation. Yeah, I, mi- I miss the old one where it meant something. When fame and celebrity were like, you know, there was something to it. Now everybody's famous. You do realize that's why Donald Trump could be president. It's it, it's he it's, could. It's, the, it's the YouTube oh, reality totally show effect. It has nothing to do with it's a reality platform show or 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 policy. It has nothing to do with that. And it's a weird it's 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 a weird dynamic that it has come to that. I think. And also the fact that 24-hour uh, television, 24-hour news cycles, just, just desperately trying to fill content has created these aberrations, if you will, anomalies, if you will. And it's like, 
I, I, the only th- way to control it is to do what I do, which is I just turn it off. And I just try it. to go find something else There's to do with There's a clip my life. of him. Have you seen the clip? From the 90s, he goes, if I ever ran for president, I'd run mm-hmm. as a Republican because they're idiots. Yeah. And he won. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't that show you anything about this country? Uh, someone told me that te- that was a, I only saw that. Did you see a clip of him actually I saw a clip saying of it? it? Saying of it. him saying it. Saying oh, okay, okay. I saw a clip of him saying 20 it. years ago, if a political, if somebody was running for a political office, specifically president of the United States, and said, I love the poor and uneducated. Like they would have said that would have been the one that would have ran over and over and over again, and within a week that person would have apologized, and a week later they would have dropped out of the race. Dude, it, would it would have been, been, like would have been three a days. Death, yeah. It would have been a stake in the heart of like if trying there's to anything run. positive to come from it, it. It shows people that you don't have to be a politician to be a politician. No, we always knew that though, but we, you didn't because people never were allowed in the game, and now all of a sudden all the poli- the stand up politicians. Who's gonna Who's gonna run now? Alec Baldwin's gonna run. Uh, what if you had some Nobel Prize laureate go? Yeah, I'll, like I'll no, take a crack that, at. Well, then he'd have some good ideas, you know and people saying? would go, like, "Get this fucking guy out of here." No. Well, it it will eventually cycle out, like the same way American Idol finally got canceled. It was like you know Scott McCready won at some point, and people could look back <laughs> and go, you know, maybe American Idol not the best way to find the. Right I have singer. no idea who you're talking about. He was either. a kid who sang country songs oh, like okay. this, and uh, hey, the Soul Patrol guy, he won. Yeah. I don't you don't watch. remember? I've never yeah. watched. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't Soul watch Patrol, that show. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a big competition Yeah, they got Carrie guy. Underwood and Kelly Clarkson, but all of a sudden, if Trump wins and four years from now, people go, all right, all right, all right, we made a great, we made a mistake. Some bad things happened. But here's the other thing with presidency. There's only so much he can fuck up anyway. He's going to nominate whoever, the Supreme Court justice is really the only thing hanging over it. Yeah. The other thing is he can only do so much. Yeah. No, it's true. I just I, I I will say that it's funny that you know you you start with this basic concept of how many Twitter followers you got, but that matters in everything now. Everything because now. it controls everything. It controls everything. It controls. It, it, I think contro- it will. The bubble will eventually burst. Do you remember the dot com thing when everyone was getting yeah. rich off of? Yep. We're starting a dot com. Mm-hmm. Are you? Well, I think eventually you have to run the numbers. So you have to you have to start. It's cause and effect. We we talked about this on, on a previous episode. We, we we talked about this on a previous episode that you could have a million fo- uh, million followers on Twitter as an example. But being able to say something interesting in 40 characters or less and being able to have that translate into other things, there is something about translation. As a creative process, as an example, John starts as a stand-up. And then John says, I got a funny idea. First, John has to write down that idea. Then that idea has to be produced, which means it has to get bring up. He has to cast that, that funny idea that he's now written down and turn it into a show. You got to get the right people to shoot it, direct it. Make sure that you edit it properly. Well, the person all with these... all the Twitter followers goes out and gets the greatest talent surrounding them. But you, it's but like I'm when Angelina saying, Jolie so directed many, a movie, but there's so many layers of execution. But yeah. it doesn't matter. You can still <laughs> fail. There's so many ways to fail. So that that Twitter follower number only matters so much. And I, and I know, like with YouTube, they're making YouTube movies now, and most of them are really bad. But they're making their money back. But eventually, that will come back because to it's haunt a, them. It's not about quality. It's about eyes, and it's about yes. views and likes and clicks, <clears> and that's it. But, but eventually, but quality but, has to rise. But don't, I was going to say, don't you think eventually that there will be a breaking point where everyone's like, oh my God, we've been doing it like this? Has to. What the fuck is wrong with us? And then, so like, I think if, if there's anything to be learned from this, and it's just that all you can do is, like, I know you say, like, you, you say it jokingly, I think, but it's like, I want to work, I don't want to work at all. Like, I get that, but like, you do like acting, right? I mean, if you could be on a show, you would like to be on a show. I would love to be on a show. And you like stand-up, right. so you like do, that aspect. And if if you could, I, I always wanted to be Ted Danson on Cheers. Right. That was my goal when I came here. I just want to do a, a four-camera where, I, if this would be the goal. Friday night, you shoot the show, 
You get you, Monday's a new table read. You rehearse it all week like a play. You put it up Friday night in front of a live audience. You shoot it. Then during hiatus, you go off and do stand-up gigs and maybe yeah. a movie or something. Yes. That was always the goal for me. Right. Okay. But so so that would be that would be exciting. You can still like there's nothing like you're not gonna stop working towards all that no. action. It doesn't, you know what I mean? So no. so even though this is kind of in our face and like we feel outdated and and sometimes it bogs us down with like shit that really to me, it's like we should just be working on being as funny as we can and being as good as we can in front of the camera and knowing our lines and showing up on time and not being a dick. And then all once that kind of just people realize that this isn't necessarily what's yeah. going to draw talent and this isn't going to be the, this isn't the future of entertainment, really. You know what I mean? I, I think then, like you said, that everything comes back up and uh, rises to the, the opposite. top. It, it's the, the future is no, the future is the opposite because I've had meetings with agents who wouldn't sign me because I didn't have, they don't care if you're talented anymore. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. But don't you think eventually there's going to be a breaking point where they say like, okay, maybe we should start looking at, at content and not quality or not uh, uh, quality no, and not quantity. No, because some people will become famous and they'll have talent. The talent will rise. They'll be smart Yeah, that's enough, what he said. That's what he they'll said. They'll be smart yeah. enough to be business and they'll be talented and they will become successful and, and the rest will fall by the wayside. But they won't, like businesses can't, channels, network TV's dying because yeah. eventually everyone will just have a YouTube channel. Kids today don't even watch television. They watch adults. Adults barely watch television. Here's what will happen. Now, I don't necessarily know if it will stay this way, but I'm, I'll use radio as an example. When I was in radio in the mid-90s, it was, it was two things were starting to happen. Top forty. If you if you guys remember growing up, top forty covered um one covered a, a a wide range of music, and then radio started splitting it up. It started going all right. Well, it take this type of top forty. This gets its and own we'll station. Turn it into this its own station, and at the same time as all it, as one station started breaking into four different stations, splitting the listenership up goes back to that power of I could walk down the street, and nobody saw me because I did it on the one place that everybody had to go to. It starts splitting up, and simultaneously, as it's splitting up, one corporation is coming in and buying all the radio yeah. stations at money. the same it's all time. About money. So you have two things going on. You have one group controlling the splinter, right? Yeah. And so now you've just it's starting to water down. And eventually, what's going to end up happening here is I think it's going to water all the way down to Jamie Kaler's app. And so it's just Jamie TV. I'm going to be in control of, of all my content yeah. on now, my it's app. A YouTube channel. But you know what I'm saying? But like eventually it's yeah. just going to be, everything's going to be app driven. And yeah. it's like, instead of me going and trying to pitch over at ABC, yeah. I don't need that anymore. It's going to be Jamie she, then TV. Then you have to do the gonna, publicity and you have to get, like, I didn't want to do that. But I'm saying, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be, that's, I don't think that that's a good thing. I'm just saying it's going to have to go that far before they kind of go, hold on a fuck. There's too much going on here now. Nobody's getting enough eyeballs well, on anything. No, everything's niche. It's like the the guy shoots himself uh, playing video games, and he makes he made $12 million last year on YouTube. He has, you know how many kids watch rated? Minecraft being played? That's or what, It's fucking insane. So and f- as far as movies are concerned, it's all tentpole, mm-hmm. superhero. You couldn't – like you look back at the movies from the 80s. You couldn't you couldn't get them made. Well, you can't. You can get them made, but they're super low budget. You Straight can't get. You, it's yeah. not, you, if you can get on Netflix, I you watch know what I mean? special correspondence to Ricky Gervais. I, I like Ricky Gervais. I think. It's yeah, I haven't. Cool. I haven't yet to watch it. Is that a good show? It felt like a TV movie. Okay, yeah. it's cute. Um, he's funny, but it's it's like this is obviously a low budget. Yeah, movie. He even says he has a couple jokes in it, like 
there's a low budget or something. Yeah. But there's here's the problem. You you have to manage your budgets now because of, again, the splintering that is happening with yeah. the distribution. And so there's that fine line between the ability of what you yeah. can make creatively versus yeah. what the budget allows you Plus, to make creatively. You, you to saw work. that in the movie that I made with you. Yeah. You have to it's work nonstop very as difficult. an actor. You're basically a day player, you know, unless until you get on that show. Like I had the run on my boys. It was great for four years. I was like glorious. I, I like that show, man. Thanks. I, I did. That. Chicago guy. I never but, saw but it. Were you were on the show? But then you go back now and you're like, you try to do, like I did one day guest star on a voiceover in a show last week and then I did an episode of Supergirl where I worked like one day and you go in and it's fun. It's really fun. Everyone's really cool and it's fun but, you know, it's not the day rate and you're like, at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, I, I made a little bit of money but you're not making enough to live in Los Angeles, California. Well, let's right. go back to this. Jamie Kaler down in San Diego gets $30,000 for a SeaWorld spot. Yeah. They don't even pay like that anymore. They don't no. pay like at all. Which is, and and, and what year so was that? And what, how many years ago was that? 30, 20, 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And they're paying less 20 years later. Oh. Way less. Well, dude, it's not even comparable. <laughs> it's like laughable. $30,000. Like, that doesn't... And then men. I've had commercials that then. I guarantee ran longer and uh, and cable. and bigger than the SeaWorld thing, and I didn't make even fucking maybe half yeah. of that. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. On a Capital One ad that ran nonstop on like that was a great ad. NBC, ABC for great, like is that right? That didn't pay well. No, that paid. It paid very well, yeah. but like. Not thirty thousand dollars, man. Uh, there was no way I made thirty grand on that. Oh, over, like, yeah. I mean, SeaWorld ran for like two years. Yeah, that's see, the that's Capital One. You know, they the they, they is, run those out in like six months. My and best they get one was one. a Hertz. Ooh, I think I remember that one. I'm barely in it. I come out at the end. I go into the. They have a, whatever the commercial was. I I walk out of the dealership and get in the car and pull the door shut behind me. That's all I do. I shot it for twenty minutes in the valley. I showed up there like, oh, he's here. Great. Uh, yeah, you. Yeah, you're good. You know how to get into a car, right? Yeah, you know how to get into a car, right? Get in the car. They pulled that piece and put it on the, the end of other commercials over like three years. I made I made stupid money. That's awesome. That was the highest one I've ever had. For 20 minutes of work getting in yeah. and out of a car. But, but, that's, but that those... doesn't count the three fucking million other commercials right, I went on, right, right, auditions. Right. Or the ones that you get. did that were like... Didn't air. That didn't air or that like were like... That's why. you only, Ridiculously you know, long. To book and... a handful of commercials a year, you're doing something really good. That's a lot. Like nine or ten spots in a year is like oh, the best. Whoa. Those are the biggest hitters I know. And you know nowadays, you, if you don't make enough money, if you only make under five grand, that's forty five thousand dollars over the year. And yeah. a lot of guys, that's what they rely on. That's their bread and butter is commercial stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think Matt Knutson is a perfect example yep. of someone who's a working actor. Yep. Gets enough commercials, he's, he's able to sustain a life. But it's not like the guys fucking pulling up a in a Bentley. You have to do a different things. Yeah. yeah. You have like I host the show now on America Facts versus Fiction. Yeah. On America yeah. Channels. Which is coming back for season four, and nice. that is all of a sudden I fell into the world of hosting, and you're like, oh, there's a paycheck. Then you do some voiceovers, <laughs> a paycheck, and that's a paycheck. And then you do a couple guest stars and a couple commercials, and that's a paycheck. And then you pick up a couple road gigs, and that's a paycheck. And then you go back east and you host the GI Film Festival, and that's a little paycheck. And at the end of the day, you you have to do so many different things. I have another friend who all he does is voiceovers. He's like, I can't, I can't pull it together. I go, there's not a chance you're going to pull it together. There's no way to make enough money because there's so many people doing all of this that you have to do a million different things. You have to go make your own movie, Frozen Peas. You have to do podcasts and, and try to get your name out there. You have to do a million different things to try to survive. Where it used to be, you just kind of, you know, 
back in the day, man, you'd have like a few commercials running. You'd be like, I'm good. I'm going, you know, I'm going yeah. to Vegas this weekend. Dude, yeah. I, what do you mean? You're not working? No, 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 I'm dude, never, I got like three spots running. I'm totally good. For I don't have to months. work again. Well, and, and we'll talk to Newbie over here who's about to get married and I move on to that second phase of life. married, John Huck. But would you say. Really? Do I know the girl? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know if you've met her How long have you been dating? Uh, a couple years. Okay, yeah. you, you may have run across paths. I mean, I've had, I've had uh, basically a three year old kid. So for the last three years, yeah, you've I've been, been off the earth. Right, 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 right. But I mean, I was seeing her. I think the last time I yeah. did your podcast where I came to your, your radio show radio where I came show. to your house. I think Dude, I was that was th- that was probably a couple years ago. Yeah, last time I did that one. You're blowing up, buddy. Somebody always wants to talk to me when we're doing this. Yeah, nobody I'll calls tell my me wife. Off, nobody calls yeah, off the air. Nobody calls my off wife. The air. I'll say, uh, listen for the next hour. I'm don't call me and then 20 minutes later she calls she goes hey what's going on I, but do you remember the conversation with, no I was in the middle of something why did you not want me to call yeah my wife loves to text me trage- like many house tragedies when mm-hmm. I go to do stand up <clears throat> so I, you know you stand up you want to stay in that like that zone of like alright it's positivity yeah not go, fucking hey, hey. well the kid just threw up yeah. and uh, the dog ran away and I'm out here the neighbors <laughs> screaming the car alarm's going off she's notorious will, for that I will tell you I have my, my best sets when I have a huge argument with my wife before I leave the house because you're more passionate I'm so by the, but that's by different the, by the and time, I believe everything I say that's the thing when I when I I've, I just had that just happened to me where I have this new like 10 minute bit on like how relationships are fucking compromise and how they're really not and like I I went on stage the other night was like seriously and people were like ooh I bought that I bought ah, that I was like yeah guys it's real. it's real I will set I'll put the tape recorder on I'll go on stage and I'll talk about the argument or something and I've gotten bits out of it that way just to go like Here, here's how it's going yeah yeah, and people are like, "Oh my god!" Like, and then I'll go into my act, and later people will go, "Hey, that stuff you did at the top was great. The stuff later, not the, <laughs> stuff, the stuff you Even, worked on and slaved on for act? ten years, the stuff I acted. Yeah, uh, no, 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 yeah. No. You know the stuff where you lost your passion for the speech. <laughs> um, but I was you can sit- smell it in your face because you're like you're so passionate about what you're talking about. Where you're yeah. like, I haven't slept in three fucking days, man. <laughs> I had kids. <laughs> yeah, that's not made up. That's real. No, well, yeah, they're reacting to I the reality just, of the I, situation. I tasted human feces yesterday. You shouldn't do that. I did. Kid, it's on my hand. You shouldn't have. She's laughing, and you here's what she put. Here's the thing: she always wants to put her hands in it. How do you how do you hold two hands you and change the diaper? You don't. You just let it go. She t- and let then she go. give her a brush to play with or whatever, and then she takes the brush and, and sticks her right it right in the yeah, fucking let poop, it go. and you're like, God damn, let stop go. doing that! And just she laughs. There's more baths. Like, yeah, what are you gonna do? There's more baths than you were planning, and that's what you should. Know. <laughs> Yesterday she got up. Claire woke up in, and I was like, I walked into her room. I was like, Woo! She's got a little diarrhea going, and uh, <laughs> I didn't. I just. Stripped her stuff off in the tub and then held her like uh, held her under the faucet for a while until I tried to rinse it off as best I could. That sounds like a plan. It's the best you can hope for. <laughs> I w- this is what this is this is child. Are you gonna have this children? Is, child? Yeah. Oh, uh, we're not sure yet. This we're is. Sure. She, yeah. Let me tell you, you're not married yet. You you both are saying you're not sure. She's sure. No, no, yeah, I, I'm sure she's kids. not. It's the opposite. You're it's the, kids. actually the you're opposite. Having, I want to have. Kids. I would like to have kids. You yeah. should. It's great. You're having kids. As much as I can complain, it's the best. It's otherwise life's boring. Balance. It brings balance. Life's and I think boring. that's it's one too of, easy. Would you agree that <coughs> when you go, when you act, when you do a gig, when you um, when you do stand up, even though you may not be talking about it on stage, there's a se- there's a sense of balance that you have because there's this this real world that you're participating in now. Once I had kids, it changed everything. So you don't. Pay, there's no. I there's no need. A, this is not the most important thing again. anymore. It and I'm used not to be. You, I used to haunt me. I lost sleep. Yeah. I'd go get fucked up after a bad set. I would be like, and now I have kids, and I go. I finish a set, and I'm like, I got oh, to go home. The kids. 
Yeah, and sometimes you have a bad day and you run home and the kid comes running across the uh, house at you. Daddy! And you're like, oh, yeah, it's okay. Everything's okay. I will say, John, one of the things that, uh, the balance, which is really going to be good, and it, do, it is beneficial, I think. It is the hardest you. thing you'll ever do in your life, though. But it's good, but it's, but it's good, it's per- good personal growth. It's a huge challenge, but what it does is it all these things right now that are really important to you, it's going to remu- remove a lot of that, yeah. and it's going to make the things that you do outside of raising a family and having a relationship, it's going to make those things better, unless you challenge it, which you shouldn't challenge. But there is one thing you should know when you have a child. There is a pretty good chance when you want to do something, they'll be like, hey, what, what are we going to do right now? And you'll be like, we're going to do something really fun. They're like, okay, just let me shit up my back for a second. Because mm-hmm. if I can yeah. just take That's a jump, that'll go all the way up my back and then over my fucking shoulders. So let's just take a good 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour break. Dumped it. Eddie said that about Colton. He goes, yeah. oh, you know what my kid can do? My kid can shit up his back over his head into his own yeah. eyebrow. Yeah. That's yeah. what my kid can fucking do. Because it's true. They get these weird shits true. where it squeezes out of the diaper, goes all the way up. Yeah. But the thing is, they don't do it when fucking nothing's going on. No. You go, it's right, always we're, like, we're, we're on our way, and they're like, we're, we're on our way in about a half an hour. I'm going to shit up my back real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, just real quick if you wouldn't oh, you mind. Gotta put them in the I'm going to ass puke. You gotta hose them down. I'm going to ass puke this house in your dreams, and then we'll get back to your shit. But the, all those things... As much as you know, parents, it does really. I do believe all that craziness. It brings balance and an understanding of the other well, things you do in your life. You're so con- you're trying to keep two humans alive. It's pretty terrifying. And then three, at the end of three, the day, three. Please add the wife. In at there, the please. end of the day, three. Yeah, please. three. At the end of the day, you're like, I just had an audition for like a Nintendo spot. And you're like, who the fuck? Is <laughs> right, right. You know, it puts everything into perspective a little. And sometimes it honestly makes you better. Because like I'm way more emotionally uh, attached to things now than yeah. I used to be. I used to be the Irish Catholic guy who couldn't, you know, didn't have feelings, didn't have human didn't emotions, have and I'd also been beaten so badly in this town that my, you know, I don't feel anything. And now with little kids, I'm like everything's like, oh my god, I'm like crying at Lowe's commercials, right. so I can't, yeah, I can't control it anymore. <laughs> it's better though. I cried in an audition the other day. I, had, I actually kind of were you they, were, they were like, were "Sir, are you, are you okay?" No, this it was is a, a McDonald's was, ad. Yeah, it was a McDonald's ad, and I was like, "But I'm loving it." <laughs> it was for it. They're making Stephen King's It again, and I read for one of the dads, and you know, it's all about they lose their kids. And so I was talking to the casting director. And she, we were talking about it. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. If I lost my kids, I don't know what what would happen to me." I started to really tear up. I got really teary. Look at that. And she was like, okay. And then we read the scene. She was like, that was really good. And I was like, because I fucking mean it. <laughs> That's great, though. She's like, your kids are not in this. And it's, it's tough not to real, do. Jamie. It's tough to read something I'm like gonna read that for the when clown. you don't have the emotional attachment to something. It is. It I am more emotional. You, I can get way more emotional. Performer. Yeah, if you can, if you can um, bring out that reservoir of emotion, yeah, it makes you a better performer. Absolutely. Guys, this is this just in uh, with all the phone ringing and all the texting that was going on. It's because the school's been calling this whole time, which made my wife call. And all I got is um, I'm headed to school to pick up our son. I don't really know what that means. It means oh. he must be sick or something like that. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. Speaking er- of the, the text, the, 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 the tiny tragedy text, which it is, I'm sure it's not. She's not panicking and calling me 15 times, but that's the thing. So your, your oldest is how old right now? Almost three. Yeah. So you haven't gotten into the. Um, the whole plans of the day fall completely apart because the school calls and says, come pick your kid up, and you have to just, just everything is done for the day. Well, I did have to, you know, I had to pick her up once. She had a, they were like, she's, she's having a bad day. And I had to go. For the daycare. Uh, it's preschool. It's preschool. preschool. I love preschool. it. It's preschool. It's basically, yeah. Uh, what'd you learn today? Shapes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shapes. Where's my snack? 
that's how that went. So. Um, I wanted to add something before we we uh, ended this. When you were, you guys were talking about, <clears throat> you were talking about you have to do diff- multiple different things. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to be, you have to write, you have multi hyphenate. Yeah, yeah. So so that is very important. And also at the same time, uh, I'm reading this book right now, and I know this is kind of like obvious stuff, but I we are also very hard on ourselves when like. You know, as performers or as entertainers, when when we have to go get a job that might not allow us to be as creative as we want to be, like let's say you have to go take a job in an insurance company sure. in order to pay your bills, so that you can go out at night and do stand up. Like yeah, we have like friends we, who do that yeah. all the time, yeah. right? So that's like a but but this there's this book called Real Artists Have Day Jobs. It's written by uh, I, I a lot of friends I have know her. Her name is Sarah Ben. Ben in Casa. I'm not 100% sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but the book is called Real Artists Have Day Jobs. It's essentially it's about it's like 52 essays she wrote one for each week of the year and it's it's you know, she suffered through a lot of depression and all this other stuff, but through the course of this book it's like, yeah, just because, you know, just because you have this day job doesn't mean you're not an artist. Doesn't mean you can't still create, doesn't mean right. you can't still go do something and and figuring that out is kind of important. And I know we have a lot of listeners that like uh, I say a lot, but we have listeners that um, or like that guy in Chicago who had that audition and was like, had a shitty audition. And on the way home from the audition, he's like, oh man, he did it perfectly in his car. And then like he heard our podcast where I, I have my, my best auditions are on the way home. Always. From the commercial or from the fucking thing. And in, in, in the car, you know what I mean? It's just like, I'm yeah. like, oh man, I nailed it. I got to go back there. <laughs> and like, I went back know. once. Did you really? Early on when I didn't know you, you don't go back. Yeah. Uh, and I knocked on their door and I said, hey, I can do that better or something. I think it was one of my first auditions. I was in San Diego. I was late 20s. I was like, yeah, I, I got a little, um, I got a little uh, nervous and I didn't do the, and she goes, no, no, we got it. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, thanks. She's, she's like, you're not me. getting this. And then I told some friends and they were like, yeah, you don't, you're not supposed to do that. But it's I, have, but I didn't know any better. It's, a, right. it's kind of ballsy. And maybe they would be like, I like the, I like your moxie, kid. Well, well, that's yeah. the goal, and the the real skill in this town is not acting; it's auditioning. Can you walk into a room, do the job, and have those people go? That person's not crazy. I would like to be with them on for twelve on hours. Yeah, and w- can we do the job more than anything? Well, commercials. That's why I'm people. I'm so much more comfortable in a commercial audition sure, because too. I know that I walk in there, and if I look like what they want, I'm gonna I'm smiling. I'm always gonna be pleasant. Uh, and 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 if I can do and I can take a little bit of direction, I'm like, okay, I got a good shot. You got at a this. good shot. And if and if not, it's fine because if I don't look like what they want, I'm not going to get it anyway. Right. So it doesn't matter. Whereas like theatrically, I'm like, I got to make a choice. I got to go in there and I got to. Huh, and I and I. Well, there's also to, a like, lot of dialogue. A lot of times, it's like pages of dialogue that yeah. you're trying to memorize because it's on tape, and you're like, you know, if you look down on tape, it looks terrible. You're yeah. trying to you're trying to remain still. And you only have a day. Yeah. And you're like, hey, we got this n- noon audition, and there's like three pages, and you're like, uh, and, and you know, it's it's hard. And then you don't know some of the stuff. You're like, do I play this huge? Do I play it small? Like, I don't have the rest of the script. I don't know what's going on the rest of the time. I'm I've like, asked tone. I've asked tone questions before to go. Hey, what's the tone of this thing? Is it crazy over the top? Or what? Somewhere I was like, is, I don't, is this a comedy or a drama? That's, I've, 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 I, I ask that know. all the time. You can I'm read like, it, you, go, I, I don't go, know. I call. I hit my manager. I'm like, you yeah. got You got to find out what this is because yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm reading it one way, and if they're, if they're like. Sir, why are you smiling? Everyone's dead. Like, <laughs> well, I didn't read that part that of it. That might come off great. Sometimes, <laughs> I mean, I do think the make a choice is just to do it the way you do it. And hopefully they understand, because ideally, you know, an acting teacher would say, the, the casting people want you to get the part. They want you to get the they part. They want you to get the they're, part. They're not, it's hard to remember that. Yeah, they're not like tr- Sometimes they're so mean to you that you go, you're confused. Yeah, you're like, well, they hate me, and they don't, they'll never call me they're back. They're having it's a like, bad day. It's like, they're not being mean to you. They're being mean to this product. They see fucking a thousand people yeah. that are just as annoying as you are yeah. every fucking 10 minutes or yeah. whatever. It's like, 
It gets frustrating. That's the job is audition auditioning. Yeah. That's once a, you get the job, it's you, know, you have to you have to but, do some but bad the com- things. But, but once you get the job, you're you have that confidence of like, well, I did the audition must have been good enough. They must have liked me. You know what yeah. I mean? You then when you get to set, you don't feel as out of place. Where it's like maybe no. I shouldn't be here. It's like oh, fuck yeah, I should be here. I just beat out a bunch of people who wanted the same part. Well, until you're a guest star on a huge hit sitcom where everyone else is like who's who's that guy you know where you're like in something where everyone else has been there forever and they're gonna be there forever yeah and you're there for five days trying to fit in because you have to be strong enough to be the character opposite them but you then as soon as the scene says cut you go all right give them their space and walk away because yeah. that dude is on the cover of rolling stone this week and right like, okay all right, so uh, this just in oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. to uh, wrap up the show, and then um, we a uh, gas leak at the school. It's uh, popcorn in his ear stuck in. Popcorn. So we got to take him in again. I don't know uh, what that means, but a that's dust the thing. Buster and fucking so out. I gotta. I have to go. So why don't We've done you? Enough. We've done it. This is a way to. This is a weird way to end a show. Just wrap it. A text with popcorn in the ear. Oh my but, god. But um, uh, where? So talk about you got the show on. Where, where's the show? Where can we see the show that's on right now? Much show. You're showing that you host, man. Oh, it's not out yet. America, America Facts mean, versus you, Fiction. You said Se- season four. Season four, we're starting to shoot right now. Season three, you can always catch it on the American Heroes channel. Okay. Um, my podcast, Father Time, is okay. coming out on Howl. Nice. Uh, in on Father's Day. First okay. Episode will be with Jason Alexander. Awesome. Um, and you can always watch Dads and Parks that you have been on, yes, Brian, and you awesome. will be on when you have children, John Huck. Well, can, uh, why can't I play another role on that? No, well, he hasn't gotten to the creepy stuff uh, yet. Well, but. we did one with Matt Knudsen was the creepy guy, okay. but we'll meet, if we have more creepy I don't guys, need to be right? creepy. I could just be like John, single friend at the park. Cre- no, you're going to be. I like swings. See, that's creepy. It <laughs> doesn't matter how you present oh, yourself. Dare. So find Dads and Parks and find me and subscribe to that. That's funny stuff. I guess that's all I got to say. Popcorn in the air. Sorry to end this real quick. No, but, it was uh, good, man. Thanks for having real, me on. I wait. really appreciate it. And I love I love the podcast, so it's it's fun to be here. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for doing it. All right, see ya. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. 